You borrow money, you pay it back, and you get sued by a political animal. And that's where we are. And that's the way it goes. And that's why New York State is failing, and that's why companies are leaving by the thousands. I'll see you later. Thank you. That was Donald Trump attacking New York Attorney General Letitia James before the start of day three of trial in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case against Donald Trump. Day three was so devastating for Donald Trump that he just fled the jurisdiction of New York. That's right. He just went and left New York after the lunch break. He was seen during day three of trial at counsel's table making weird noises, crumpling paper, yelling under his breath, no jury trial, no jury trial. And he couldn't contain himself anymore. So he just left, notwithstanding the fact that he made a representation to a federal judge in the Southern District of Florida in the case where he sued Michael Cohen, where he stated in order to delay the deposition to October 9th, where Michael Cohen will be deposing Donald Trump. Trump said that he was going to be there every day this week week at the New York Attorney General civil case where Trump is a civil defendant. He said he was indispensable for him to be there, but he fled. He left. So there you have Donald Trump attacking New York Attorney General Letitia James. In this next clip, I'm going to show you Donald Trump is whining and says, well, if I just had a jury trial, I would have won this case. I would have won this case. Play this clip. But if I had a jury, we'd win this case very easily, but I don't have a jury. And you see what's happening is the railroading, and it's the beginning of communism in our country. This is the beginning of communism. So we're going back in, playing the game, doing everything right. But just to remember, I borrow money, the statements were perfect. Not only perfect, the statements are much more conservative than my real net worth. My real net worth is much higher, not well, much higher than the state. Well, Donald, your lawyer did not demand a jury trial. And I know you can yell, no jury, no jury, I want a jury. Your lawyer didn't demand it, number one. But number two, let's see how you fared in front of jury trials before. Well, in the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case against the Trump Organization, where you were too cowardly to show up, a jury instantly convicted the Trump Organization on all of the felony counts. In the E. Jean Carroll federal case against you for sexual assault and defamation, where again, you were too cowardly to show up. I'm getting a pattern here. A jury instantly found you liable of sexual liable for sexual abuse and for defamation in four separate grand juries where you didn't speak in front of any any of them despite being invited. The grand juries indicted you on various felonies. So, I'm not sure about your theory that you would do well in front of juries and also you're too cowardly to show up in front of juries here. In the next clip before day 3 of trial, here Don Donald Trump is whining about his disclaimer worthless clause. He says that it makes all of his fraud worthless. He's able to commit fraud. He says, as long as you have a disclaimer, you could lie and commit crimes and do anything you want. No, you can't play this clip. This trial is a disgrace. Never happened. A thing like this has never happened before. I just simply, I put in financial statements with a disclaimer. In other words, don't even bother reading them to the banks. I borrowed money on very under leverage. Borrowed money on 
building or something. Make a different thing. I borrowed the money, I paid back the money in full, 100%. There were no defaults, there were no letters of reprimand, the banks were extremely happy, and in many cases I paid the money back early. And then I got sued years later by this horrible attorney general, this woman that ran for governor and failed. You know, she did this because she was running for governor. And then she ran and she failed. She had no calls and they forced her out. And she came back and she became attorney general again. Uh, and we got stuck with her. So that's how the day started off, and then the proceedings actually took place. The witness on the stand throughout the day was still Donald Bender, Donald Trump's former outside accountant at the Mazers firm, who in very detailed fashion went through on direct examination all of Trump's financials, pointed out the fraudulent financials, pointed out the various valuations and the different valuations for different properties. And then you had Donald Trump's lawyers cross cross-examine Donald Bender. And as Judge Ngoron said, after watching it, enough, enough of this performance Broadway theater. There's no jury here, Judge Ngoron told Donald Trump's lawyer. Who are you performing in front of? I think the answer is Donald Trump. And Judge Ngoron's like, look, just give me the facts, please. I just care about the facts. I don't need this other BS. So that took place throughout the day. Throughout the day, too, Donald Trump's lawyers kept on trying to object on the statute of limitations ground. Remember after day two, Donald Trump's like, all of the cases dismissed now, 80% of it is gone. And I was saying, no, it isn't. What are you talking about? The statute of limitations runs from when the fraud was committed, not when a loan transaction closed. That's what the appellate division previously said. That's what Judge Ngoron said. Judge Ngoron didn't reverse himself. Remember I said that after day two and when Trump was like, 80% of the cases dismissed and legacy media went, went with that. And then Judge Ngoron had to say, you're wrong, Donald Trump. I didn't dismiss any of this case. All of the claims are still here. So Donald Trump had his lawyer throughout the question and go, objection, statute of limitations, objection, statute of limitations. And Judge Gorin's like, enough, I get it. You have the objection. You can argue that to the appellate division again. And then Donald Trump would say, statute of limitations. And it was just getting so obnoxious that Judge Gorin again, was just like, enough. Then you had the lunch break. Donald Trump went out and he whined that he's stuck here. He goes, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. You don't believe me or play this clip. So today, with the kind of cash I have and the kind of success we've had, but I'm a private company. I was never going to reveal this kind of stuff, but now it comes out. It comes out because a corrupt attorney general sued me for fraud, and then they found out they had no case, and they have no case. And today, if you read the New York Law Journal, they basically say they have no case against Trump. But I'm here, stuck here, and I can't compare. I'd rather be right now in Iowa. I'd rather be in New Hampshire or South Carolina or Ohio or a lot of other places, but I'm stuck here because I have a corrupt attorney general that communicates with the DOJ in Washington to keep me nice and busy because I'm leading Biden in the polls by a lot. That's all this is. This is election interference. They made up a fake case. They're fraudulent people. And the judge already knows what he's gonna do. He's a Democrat judge. In all fairness to him, he has no choice. He has no choice. He's run by the Democrats. I know this city better than anybody knows this city. This, nobody knows it like I do. He's a Democrat judge out of the clubhouses. He's controlled and it's a shame what's 
going on here is a shame. Our whole system is corrupt. This is corrupt, Atlanta is corrupt, and what's coming out of DC is corrupt. When running a business, your employees can create all kinds of interesting situations, like getting complaints because someone on the team smells horrible, you better talk to Bambi. Somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to, talk to Bambi. An employee reports a serious issue like harassment and you're not sure if you have a documented policy, talk to Bambi. You see, with Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager, starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Bambi's dedicated HR managers, they're a U.S.-based person dedicated to your business, giving you access to the HR expertise and personal touch you need. See, this allows you to be freed up and focus more on what you love. HR managers, they can easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at just $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Midas Touch under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com, Bambi dot com, and type in Midas Touch under podcast. Thank you. And then Donald Trump attacked Judge Ingoron, again, the presiding judge. Play this clip. Leading Biden in the polls by a lot. Mr. Trump, why do you want to be here? They made up a fake case. They're fraudulent people. And the judge already knows what he's going to do. He's a Democrat judge. In all fairness to him, he has no choice. He has no choice. He's run by the Democrats. I know this city better than anybody knows this city. There's nobody knows it like I do. He's a Democrat judge out of the clubhouses. He's controlled, and it's a shame. What's going on here is a shame. Our whole system is corrupt. This is corrupt. Atlanta is corrupt. And what's coming out of D.C. is corrupt. The first is a good one because this one is interesting. Why attend? This one is very interesting. Why attend? Because I want to point it out to the press how corrupt it is because nobody else seems to be able to do it. Mr. President. And then Donald Trump just left. He fled the jurisdiction. He, he got in his car and ran away. I mean, that is the maturity of Donald Trump. He's like, I'm done with this enough. New York Attorney General Letitia James then said, okay, the Donald Trump show's over. What that was was completely reprehensible, race-baiting madness. And let's focus on the law, please. Watch New York Attorney General Letitia James. Trump's comments were offensive. They were baseless. They were void of any facts and or any evidence. What they were were comments that unfortunately fomented violence, and comments that I would describe as race baiting, and comments unfortunately that appeals to the bottom of our humanity. This case was brought simply because it was a case where individuals have engaged in a pattern and practice of fraud. And I will not sit idly by and allow anyone to subvert the law. And lastly, I will not be bullied. And so Mr. Trump is no longer here. The Donald Trump show is over. This was nothing more than a political stunt. 
So after lunch break completed, more questioning of Donald Bender. The next witness up is going to be the Trump controller, Jeffrey McConney. He previously testified at the criminal case over a year ago with the Manhattan District Attorney's case where the Trump organization was convicted. If you'll recall our reporting from back then, the jury said that McConney was like the worst witness ever. They despised him. He was a liar. We'll see if, if he actually testified or if he invokes his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. But these proceedings have been devastating for Donald Trump. He's demonstrated yet again he can't conduct himself like a human being in a decent society. He can't just sit there. He can't behave himself. He is literally uncontrollable and unhinged. He had a gag order imposed on him in day two of the trial for threatening the law clerk of the presiding judge, Judge Ngoron, and then after he defamed her, said she was Chuck Schumer's girlfriend, and then posted her Instagram account so she could be doxxed, resulting in a gag order. Donald Trump then went to Judge Ngoron's chambers where Judge Ngoron reprimanded him. Trump removed the post, and here is Donald Trump saying this was day two where he was like, bragging about the conspiracy that he came up and said, this is rigged, this is rigged. Play the clip. How did you decide to come? You didn't have to. I don't have to because this trial is a rigged trial. It's a fraudulent trial. The attorney general is a fraud. And we have to expose her as that. You see what's going on? It's a rigged deal. So frankly, and frankly, you saw what was just put out about Schumer and the principal clerk. That is disgraceful. Speaker McCarthy, should he... And here, Donald Trump, day two, not able to control himself, said that Judge Ngoron, the judge in this case, should be disbarred. And he said, and many people are saying he should be indicted. Play this clip. This is a judge that should be disbarred. This is a judge that should be out of office. This is a judge that some people say could be charged criminally for what he's doing. He's interfering with an election, and it's a disgrace. Thank you very much. Mr. Trump, why do you want to be here? So then Donald Trump, after day three, he went on his social media platform, posted this horrific defamatory statement about Judge Ngoron. I guess that's where Donald Trump thought that he's going to leave the court because he got yelled at by the judge. And then he wrote this bizarre, deranged, defamatory letter about Judge Ngoron. And it's like, Trump, you're going to have to go back and testify. You realize that before the judge, the New York Attorney General's office is going to cross-examine you soon. And Eric Trump and Weisselberg and all of that. And then Donald Trump throughout the proceedings you see how unhinged he is, like posting photos of himself sitting next to Jesus and, and making an example that he views himself like being supported by Jesus. It's just weird, culty, deranged behavior. Like, again, he can't control himself. And what do we have to look forward to, folks? Well, we've got the testimony soon of Trump, of Weisselberg, of Eric, of Don Jr. And these are all so critical because none of them in their depositions said that they are really familiar with the statement of financial conditions, and none of them said they're familiar with generally accepted accounting principles, despite the fact that they all certainly
certified that the statement of financial conditions and the valuations were pursuant to generally accepted accounting principles. So, Donald Trump, there's not rigged. It's not the judge. It's you all gave testimony like this. Here's Donald Trump blaming Weisselberg. Play the clip. To meet your obligation here of presenting the information in accordance with GAAP, was Alan Weisselberg responsible for that? Object to the form. I would say yes. Here is Weisselberg saying that he, despite being the CFO of the Trump organization, doesn't know about generally accepted accounting principles. And despite the fact that their representations to lenders, to banks, to insurers, to governing authorities, is that, that these statements were pursuant to GAAP, generally accepted accounting principles. Play the clip. If I said the phrase GAAP, G-A-A-P, are you familiar with that acronym? I've heard of that, yes. Okay. Tell me everything you know about GAAP. What is GAAP? Generally accepted accounting principles. I I don't know what's in GAAP. I never took the CPA exam. Okay. I never studied for it. So I don't know all the various components of what GAAP is. Are there any components you know about what GAAP is? Not really. Okay. No. Oh, and then there's this one, Don Jr., who doesn't know generally accepted accounting principles. He just knows from Wharton that they're generally accepted. Play the clip. Do you have any familiarity with an acronym GAAP, G-A-A-P? Generally accepted accounting principles, yes. Okay. How did you become familiar with that acronym? Probably in Accounting 101 at Wharton. Okay. Um, What do they teach you about generally accepted accounting principles in Wharton? Uh, Well, I'm not an accountant, but that they are generally accepted. (laughs) Anything else? That's that's pretty much what I remember from Accounting 101. (laughs) Have you told me everything you know about GAP? (laughs) Uh, Basically. uh, You know, I'm sure I could come up with some creative uh, uh, stuff to kill time, but I'd be doing neither of us a favor in terms of educating ourselves. Oh, and finally, here is Eric Trump. And Eric Trump says, I don't I don't think I've looked at statement of financial conditions, even though your father said that that was your job and you're supposed to lead the organization. Just think about this, folks. He claims he leads the Trump organization, that that was his role. And he says he doesn't read the statement of financial conditions. Play the clip. I don't remember a video conference in 2021 talking about the statement of financial condition. Uh, uh, did, did I? I mean, maybe you could show me something, but I, uh, you know, again, I don't think I ever signed a statement of financial condition. I, I, I don't, you know, I've done a lot to try and jog my memory, and I simply can't because I don't think I've ever had any involvement in the statement of financial condition, to the best of my knowledge. So judge for yourself, folks. Donald Trump's statements, Take a look at what's said in the depositions, his behavior, unhinged, cowardly, but typical for him. That's why we'll keep calling it out and just delivering the truth to you. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 2 million subscribers. Thanks to your support. Check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. Have a great day. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.